0: Thank <laughs>
1: have any edibles the only time I ever did edibles I was was uh mints from Portland Oregon I took one and like I don't know 40 minutes went by I wasn't doing anything so I took another one and then
2: mistake and oh!
1: then and then and then that's when they both started kicking in and it was like holy shit I was watching ever after with Lara and uh it was uh oh no, you it weren't was... it was a trip man you it was a again trip. Anyway. You weren't. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got
2: no. a punch bar I've been meaning to get to. Nice. 20. Is that a little blue pill? Oh. Nice. No, nice. Are, uh...
3: What are they? Uh nine point five milligrams? Milligrams. Yeah, milligrams. Milligrams. So, yeah,
2: so, <laughs> <so laughs> they're they're yeah, they're they're kind of weak. <laughs> so you gotta do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you right. did you take any of those before we started recording? No, no, I didn't. No, I I did not. I'm actually out of those. I got to go back to the dispensary. You know
1: know what they say? It's like, you know, when you when you're on weed or whatever, and you're like tripping balls, like all the great things are so fucking great. But then all the terrible things are fucking terrible. So you don't want to watch any of these things when when you're tripping balls. Because it's like, hey, man, let's watch the Happy Days episode.
0: Where, I, get, I get home Fonzie. from one of the
4: hardest days of my life today, and that's what I had to do. Fonzie so, jumps no,
2: the it makes it more fun. It, it definitely makes it, because it makes the, stupidest th- the stupid stuff even it is, stupider. It
1: is so stupid. Before we get into this, right. I, I I want to apologize to all of you for, for requiring that viewing, because it is literally the worst moment in television history. It was like nothing... Was ever worse than that moment? If so it wasn't the worst. It's it's lowest five. It's definitely it's up there. Now I can list things like it's like I've said. Sometimes I
4: couldn't even look at it for two minutes.
1: Sometimes it's was fucking bothering me. Sometimes there are shows that are so awful, shows or movies that are so so awful that they are actually entertaining. And this was certainly one of them. Now oh my god. And like I say, like there, there are shows that are just boring as shit. And it's like, okay, I don't even want to make fun of it. Like, cause it's not even entertaining. This was so bad. It was happy days, man. What's, what is happy days about? Fonzie goes around in his jeans and his leather jacket on his motorcycle. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to snap my finger and women will suddenly lose track of who they are as human beings and follow me. That's what Happy Days is, right? But not this one. Oh, no, not this one.
3: This is just the story of the Italian guy who goes on vacation. The Italian poor man in the garage who goes on vacation with the, the with the with the business-owning Irish so, family. Oh, so yeah, what, in the 50s. Okay. So
1: right. what so what happened was like I I only watched part three. It's a three three part story, but they recapped everything at the beginning of part three anyway. So it's like you don't even have to watch those first two parts. Um apparently Fonzie went to Hollywood because he was gonna get like a part in a movie, but then they saw Richie Cunningham and they were like, uh, we like him better. And yeah, so, that like, makes sense. Yeah. That like I would rather see Richie Cunningham in a movie in the sixties than Fonz. Cause Fonz, I don't know, like Fonz. I, I feel like he's kind of a dick. I don't, I don't dislike his character, but he's not one of my favorites in, well, in of sitcoms. What's up? I don't, I don't think he's a dick. I, I don't, I think he's uh, you know, he's he's a guy
3: he's just he, there, but what, what I, I yeah. don't think he's, I just don't think it's believable. He's How the are de- you that cool? He's if the a real cool dude. All right, if a real cool oh. dude. Some guys like, hey, I'm the king of the beach. You're not the king of the beach. If you're really cool, you go like this. Okay, okay. right. That's cool. That's
1: cool. He, the guy who's got nothing yeah. to prove. He is the definition of testosterone overload. He's yeah. like, he's like, I got challenge and I gotta take. Challenge And it's like, but you're fucking risking your life because someone flapped his lips at you. So it's like, really? Do you have to do that? Because if it was like, if someone did that to me, said, hey, I'm better than you are because I can water ski faster than you. I'd be like, yeah, probably. Okay. i never water skied. Yeah, cool. I, of course, All right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that is first and foremost. Arthur Fonzarelli, like, I could never be Arthur Fonzarelli's friend because it's like he puts himself in the most precarious situations just to prove that he's better than someone else. And it's like, well, that sucks. And then all these
3: shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. And and everybody's always trying to help him at bail now. And he and again, not a bit. Ba- it's not that he's a bad guy, right? 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 He's right. A bad guy. But this whole notion that he's the cool guy—that uh, you're not, you're not cool. The cool no. guy just doesn't give a shit. That's he's not, you know. And, and then they, you and then I'm we're sorry. because you're so not cool, we have to keep bailing you out of trouble. Mm-hmm.
4: It's not cool to go around on water skis with a leather jacket on, <laughs> like on the water.
3: That's literally, exactly you've never been to Miami. Cool. Obviously. No, no. Literally,
4: I'm not good. First of all, I have a nice leather jacket. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna try and ruin it with salt water. I'm actually a sane person. Right. <laughs> End of story. What is he doing?
3: Such a it's- waste of money. But that's that, believe it or not, when you told me, John, yeah. when you said to me, Hey, we're gonna do an episode on the episode of Fonz <laughs> Jumping the Shark, literally the first thing in my mind was. Leather jacket and leather boots on the
1: fucking beach. Yeah. Wait. So you hadn't seen? It never happened. You hadn't seen this episode pre- previously. No, I had, and that's okay, what yes. I'm saying. That's the right, thing right, right. As okay. a
3: child, I when see. I, was I a see. Kid, and I saw that. I was like, Yo, why the motherfucker wearing leather
2: boots and a leather and jacket a leather on the jacket? beach? That's okay. So weird. It's just so weird. You know, this I- has and this this proliferated itself a bit through my life because I remember when I was younger. And it was like, you know, early 90s and grunge was coming out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like everybody was wearing like combat boots. And then they started doing the thing where like some of the band guys would be wearing shorts with combat boots.
0: Yeah.
3: I was
2: yeah. like, I can't I can't get into that. Look, I was like, if you're wearing shorts, you're wearing sneakers. Yeah. You're not wearing combat boots with a pair of damn shorts. And I don't know, maybe it was this that somewhere in my psyche was like, you do not wear shorts with, you know, big right. top and boots. And that's like
4: if I wore a spike collar to the beach, mm-hmm. it's just not it's not helping me to swim. No. Did you ever like, see?
3: Did you ever watch
2: Portlandia?
3: I haven't yeah, right. seen that. You
2: have seen the ones time. with the freaks? we the where dancing, dancing on the beach. Yeah, dancing, yeah, on, the dancing
0: beach. on the beach. <laughs> yeah, It's awesome.
1: It's awesome. <laughs> all right. I want to I want to point out now, like this is right before Fonzie actually did jump the shark. Right. So he's hanging out and he's like, you know, the, the guy challenged him and he's like, All right, I'm gonna challenge you, but here's my terms and conditions. You gotta go first. I I can't I, I can't even do his voice. He like, did
4: a great job, actually. It's such a
1: stupid voice. So it's like you gotta go first. Hey. So <laughs> the guy's like, Really? <laughs> really? And he's like, Okay. And and the other guy's like trying to talk him out of it. And that guy was actually smart. The one who let go of the thing before he jumped on the ramp, he was smart because he's like, okay, look, what am I doing? What is the point of this? There's literally no point. I'm not risking my life. Fine, whatever. Let them make fun of me. Then Fonzie, first of all, wearing his white T-shirt with his swim trunks like a normal person on the beach, was talking to Richie, saying, all right, well, it's my turn, you know, whatever. And then they cut to him on his water skis, and he's wearing his leather jacket again. <laughs> I love that. And I'm oh, like, it was
2: a flotation device, right? I'm <laughs> like, did you?
1: I'm like, did you seriously put your leather jacket on in preparation to water ski? I don't understand it. I don't understand you. It if I'm me. gonna
2: die, yeah. I'm gonna look. And he's going to stand in front of, he's going to look at his
3: reflection in the shark's teeth and he's going to reach back with his comb and look and go to comb and go, oh, it's perfect. A- oh, A- my is going to be e. great. I'm jumping A- in the shark. A- 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 <laughs> what amazes me, what amazes me though, is that there were people in, in, in the world that are still walking among us who thought that the Fonz actually was cool like they literally That's like the they actually cool, still man. do there's people who still
4: do I know those people some of them I met them they're like hey I'm gonna touch your ass
1: hey. to my property but like hey. okay and here's, Like, here's another thing about the fonts. at this point he's like 40 years old right he's yeah. he, he's always been like and when he when he was introduced on the show he was like in his mid 30s right so he was always a lot older old. hanging and, around
3: with all these children.
1: And he goes into the to the the hangout where all the high school kids hang out and he goes, "Girls." And they're like people half his age flocking to him and he's like, "Hey. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? What are you doing? What are you trying to teach our children?" Anyway, or whatever. Hey, what I? But he was cool because he had a motorcycle. active. Hey. Oh. Hey. (laughs) And then at the end, when Richie Cunningham like was was trying to figure out whether he should sign the five-year Hollywood contract, and he's like, "I've always written good," and he's like, "Hey, no, you mean you write well." Don't ever say that the funds don't have good grammar. <laughs> oh, man. What is this? What am I looking at here? Oh, I am fascinated. So, so one of the things
3: I always find amazing is how bad <laughs> family television can be. All of the and and it's not just the, you know, the sitcom because they can be very good. Right. right? The, the sitcom can be very good. Mm-hmm. Look at shows like. First of all, even even going back, I Love Lucy was very cutting edge and it it was a very at its time. It's easy to judge it now. Mm -hmm. I I love it. I I, I think it's a great show. Well, first of all, almost Mm -hmm. every bit that has been done on popular TV shows, Mm -hmm. she in some way was the progenitor of that bit. Okay, Mm -hmm. so going back to then and then going back to now. Right. Those bits start making their way into like family shows. Mm -hmm. But. There were there were really good shows, right? I Love Lucy, really good show. The mm-hmm. Jeffersons, really good show. Seinfeld, really good. There's a lot of them that are really great pieces of art. Right. And then there's family programming. <laughs> shows like <laughs> Happy Days. Shows like uh Make Room for Daddy. Family programming is the shows like 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 this. Right. Uh-huh. It's it's the make room for daddy. It's the going. Uh, what was the one with the little stupid blonde tw- twin girls? Baby Michelle. What oh, the f- full, house. Full, full house. Full house. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or or the article yeah. show. Did the I Urkel do show. that? Come on. Yeah. These shows are so bad. I think they're so it's fucking terrible. Bad. I can't. Terrible. It hurts to watch them. <laughs>
1: All right. You know I mean, there were there <laughs> were shows
2: in the time. I mean, oh, like, uh, wasn't wasn't uh, Brady Bunch on around the same time? Happy Days was on.
1: Brady Bunch. I think preceded. predated. Yeah. Brady Bunch predated. So Brady Bunch ended in 1974. That okay. It was on for five seasons. Either 74 or 75, one of those. And then Happy Days, I think, started in 73. So like it, they there was like a slight overlap. Okay. There was a little overlap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you
2: notice because it was. There seemed to be you could see how some of that overlap because Brady Bunch, I mean, at least in the beginning, it, it was it was a great family show. I mean, sure. it was it was and it was also for the time it was uh kind of groundbreaking because you had, you know, a divorced couple getting together with kids. I mean, and having although a they never family life. they
1: never explicitly stated that she was divorced. There was. Yeah. It, yeah. Was it, it one right. a
3: widow or a widow or a widower and the other one was divorced? It was, My, I'm Mike not was sure about Mike was Mike was
1: widowed. I thought so. Yeah. And and Carol, while she never said it, she said that her last name used to be such and such. And then it was Brady. And she never said that her husband passed away or anything like that. So it was kind of implied that she, right. but they weren't allowed to say it. Right. Interesting. Right. And then
2: mm-hmm. and you notice, too, that. That show, The Brady Bunch, in its later seasons, they had the thing where, you know, Brady's go Hawaiian.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: they had like the three or four episode, you know, arc of them going Hawaiian. And then they do the same thing on Happy Days.
1: That's funny because I was was thinking about that, like the Hawaiian episode. I kind of hate those episodes where they, they, it's like they take three-part episodes and they go into like some ridiculous thing like, oh, we went to Hawaii and we found a cave with a bad luck Whatever, like, necklace it is, thing. Easy. It easy is taboo. It is disky. Yeah, it is so, taboo. And they were like, Oh, well, actually, we can make it good luck. So it's all good. And it took three episodes to make that happen. So I still remember, you yeah, it's crazy
3: because how yeah. much I remember that one with the Brady Bunch, too. It's
1: pretty wild. Listen, I used to watch the Brady Bunch because I had a like raging crush on Marsha Brady. So, yeah. you know, I, I watched it for that reason. If only I, I had known. One of those. If only, yeah. If only I had known <laughs> that she was already too old for me when I was born. Yeah. <laughs> She's, yeah, Yeah, you know, she was like, oh. I don't know. I think she was 20 when I was born.
4: I had a crush on Greg and Marcia, and that's kind of weird. That is a little strange.
3: So, no, yeah. it's not weird. It's perfectly normal. It's, it, well, it, was it was very okay. confusing.
1: We it all, like. Listen, uh, I bet it was when they, on
4: everybody. <laughs> when they made
1: the movie, they did what everyone wanted to see on the show. Oh, yeah. They had Greg and Marsha get together. That's I mean yeah,
4: that was weird. That is super ass holy weird. Mm-hmm. It Why? would have been perfect
3: what? if they had done the other thing everybody wanted, which was Greg. Greg and, and Carol. Please wait
4: a minute. <laughs> you know what? We- but we forgot, we were actually talking about. Happy days, and they're doing weird, incesty shit with like Chachi hitting on the maid, and like, and uh, like, it, it was weird.
1: Well, let me tell you something weird about Happy Days, uh, yes. as, far as, as far as Chachi, because Chachi is like a little creepy he's kid, weird. but like, but like, he's like funny, creepy, where you know, he'll like try to flirt with someone, and they'll be like, Yeah, in your dreams, kiddo, and he'll be like, Oh, that hurt, like, it, like, he won't, he doesn't like try to, you know, harass them, but. Didn't he, like, he, like, really tried to get with Joni. Yeah, too young. no, he, he did. He, he was too young for her, but then eventually they got together. Joni loves Chachi. Was yeah. yeah. Oh, That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. so it's right.
4: weird because you see that here. He's, like, hitting on her. Meanwhile, he just got eight phone numbers and he's reporting to the Fonz. Like, <laughs> <eight. laughs> hey. Like,
1: like, he's like, Ugh. he's he's like, like, hey, did you keep up on your work? Yeah, here's eight phone numbers for you, Fonz. And he's it's like, oh. creepy. Oh, I forgot I was supposed to bring it to Hollywood. Uh, I'll let it ride on my motorcycle. E- oh, <laughs>
0: <it's> so weird.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Everybody was, all, all men None were of creepy appeal- back then. Uh, no,
4: how is any woman going to find any of that appealing? I'm sorry. I'm trying to go back in time and put myself in a mentality where I I think that is acceptable or cool and none of it is. I'm trying to adopt 80s think and it's not working and I can't get it.
1: I'm a straight man in 2023 and I was crawling in my skin watching that scene. Like, it it was, (laughs) I was like, oh, God, so cringy. So so gross. So
4: gross. So gratuitous. Christ. So many gratuitous butt shots of teenagers. Also. Holy shit. Weird.
1: Yeah. Okay, so We're, can we... I'm yeah. sorry. What What hope?
4: Uh, Where's Weezer? That would have been better. If oh, yeah. Now, there.
1: please, presenting Weezer. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I like that. We-
1: I like that yeah. music video.
4: Yeah, it's the best. They
1: made Happy Days happy again.
4: I mean, uh, much happier than that pretended to be, which is... Actually,
3: was not. What felt like what all right f- folks, what do we think? Mrs. Yeah. Cunning- Mrs. Cunningham. Hot?
1: No. No. No? I think she's really a beautiful woman. What do you she kidding? is? She's a she's a an attractive older woman, sure. I don't I don't know if I would she's ever She's like my age, her.
3: John. Fuck off.
1: Right now? I don't think so. Oh no. Now she's wait, like 140. 147 to be exact. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Oh, my um, god! but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true, Dave. I do find you to be very attractive. So um, I guess I guess maybe maybe uh, Mrs. Cunningham. What's her name? M- M- Marie. Mary. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Something That's a good like question. That. Mrs.
2: No, you. Uh,
1: yeah, Mrs. <laughs> What's up, Ken? He's looking it no, up. I
2: said, yeah, I say you're Mrs. I'm looking it up. I can't I can't uh, remember her name because be, because Marianne uh, the,
1: Marianne that was it Marianne. Yeah. Marianne the father
2: would always yeah. call her by her first
1: name right yeah and and his name was was it Tom Bosley Howard Howard, Howard. Howard. I, Howard. I think Cunningham. it was Howard no the yeah.
3: actor was Tom Bosley, no, Tom, yeah. Bosley. Yes. Yeah. Tom Bosley
1: yes yeah. Tom
4: Bosley was the actor Howard was the character Right. and is anyone really sure that uh this is like uh them talking about her going into his wallet and uh, pulling out some money to buy driftwood for a lamp that yeah. he does not know how to make. Believe, also creepy. I believe he put it as a reward to well, the missus. A reward to her. She can go buy that for it's, being it's, such a smart
1: woman. It's because <laughs> she complimented him just for that. Right. You can Just for that, you can buy that driftwood yep. that you wanted. And, okay, you, w- you will... retrieved
4: your money from my I,
1: wallet. I will admit, Dave, that that Marianne, right? That's her name, Marianne. Marianne. Uh, Marianne. Marianne. I, think it's Marianne. Marianne. Yeah. I, I will yeah. admit that she is too hot for him. Like he's old, oh, yeah. Oh, he's God. like, yeah. yeah. You know, as far as men go, he's not the most attractive, but he's a classy guy. He's a hell you know? of a nice guy. He's, he's, he's a, a hell of... nice guy. Yes. He even lets and the Italian live in the grinder. <laughs> And yeah. he's a like, just, with
4: all that money.
1: Just don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> don't admit to
3: anybody that we have an Italian and living in the garage.
2: You know, I mean, at least the way they write him, he is a much more, um, you know, almost like a more forward-thinking guy than you would expect someone of that time to be.
3: Yeah, you know, definitely. He's,
2: he's a little more empathetic. He's a little more emotional. You know, he's willing to listen to his kids more than yeah. supposedly people of that time would. So that's always. I mean, they 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 wrote him as a much more empathetic person than you would mm. think he would. He, be. he
3: was, you know, he was a much nicer father than I was to my children raising them.
1: Me too. Yeah.
3: You know, <laughs> uh, he he was. He's one of those fathers. Like when you were a kid, and it was interesting too, because to me, you have the double thing about mm-hmm. being the child of immigrants. So I grew up in a house where it's just a bunch of screaming Cubans. So I I literally and I know a lot of fam- a lot of kids had this growing up they're like, "I don't know why my dad got so mad. You know, Mr. Brady wouldn't have handled it this way Mr. or Mr. Brady. Cunningham wouldn't have handled it this way."
0: You know? Right. Yeah. So I
3: know a lot of kids went, you know, a lot of kids did have that experience of being like they're comparing their household to what they're seeing on television in these mm-hmm. idealized family, but for me it was also like you know, if it was a white parent, you know what I mean? Because, it mm. might you know, mom came at you with the fucking shoe. Bam! Bam! You know, that's how we were raised. Carol Brady would never hit her kids with the shoe, Mm-mm. you know? Mm-mm. So you compare yourself uh, to these idealized parents. And let's be honest, it's 2023. I don't think anybody's father is as nice
1: as Mr. Cunningham. No, Mr. Cunningham. What I like about him is that he's nice, but he also doesn't take your shit. So, like, that's like, no, that's like, you know, he's not a pushover father. He's just a very understanding and empathetic father. And I think and
3: you know Mm -hmm. what? I agree. And I think one of the Mm -hmm. ways
1: you saw that
3: in this episode was the way he was like, Richie, I raise you. Mm -hmm. You're a good young man. This is your decision to make and i got your back you know what i mean and that at the time i think that's a very forward kind of parenting to do you know but because even when i was a kid which is a much different era than on this show mm-hmm. you know parents told you what to do and what yeah, you're going right. to be you know it, it i think when, it was and forward. i was
4: a kid when i was a kid you know you weren't allowed to <laughs> Your weather jacket. At the beach. So you know. Very, very
2: what are you community. doing? Take that oh. off.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't even fucking get my mouth through that.
3: That's funny. <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> so the father's looking at
3: his kid, and he goes to the guy next. to him. you see my, you see my idiot son,
1: my idiot son, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Now, now I want to say something. Marion was wearing a sailor's hat that said California on it. In California. Um,
4: That was awful. That's the tourist. That's the tourist
1: uniform. The worst. She was fashion in the world. Definitely.
4: She must have hated it.
1: Depicted as like this. Like married mother. Who is just sort of like. Oh I get to be out of the house. And I'm going to do everything. That I could never do when I'm in the house. Like buy half the things in the gift shop. And this get is, driftwood and get driftwood. Yeah. Roasted. That's a, mm-hmm.
4: Awful. why they do that to her, man? Because she had a good life. Like she goes out to the salon every five seconds. Every five her, seconds? Uh, you know. <laughs> Something what? else now. Like just give her like some kind of like a nice life. Like she gets roasted yeah. every day. You know, she gets her hair did, and then she gets like massages and goes to the spa for years.
3: Now but Since as her you know, husband, as her husband, his job is to buy her a vacuum cleaner for. Her oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Now, <laughs> I want.
4: They're calling it that for TV.
1: Huh? Oh, <laughs> I want. I want to go back to the beginning of this episode where Richie was talking about. I met a great girl. I'm going to go meet her now. He's on the beach with her. They're making out in the water They're having a great time that very cliche, like, young people's romance. It's like, who doesn't want that? And then she goes, I hope to see you again sometime. He goes, what are you talking about? She goes, I have to leave now and pack because I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Like, what? Like, wait, I have a problem with his fucking reaction. What do you mean? mean? she goes, I hope we get to see each other again sometime. Yeah. You
3: don't live in fucking California, bro. You live in Milwaukee.
1: You're a loser no matter what. Well, okay, here's what I think. Now, they needed an excuse to get rid of that character. Like, you know, they needed her there for the first couple of episodes so that he could have a reason to want to stay, and now here's the beginning of the third episode. He's struggling. Should I sign this contract and stay here for five years, or shouldn't I? Now, if the girl had stayed, like, this is the girl that I love, and she's I have so much fun with her, and I, and I blah, 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 it would have been a much more like, well, you know, I don't want to leave her, so I'm going to stay here just for that reason. Yeah. The fact that she was like, I have to pack. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. It's like, you couldn't have given me, I don't know, a day's notice about this. We're hanging, I agree. That we're I, hang, I do agree, yeah. Like, the that writing was just so forced. I'm like, hey, okay, um... We're at the beach here, and now all of a sudden I'm getting up and leaving.
3: You know, what I think makes it forced. Mm. Here's what I think makes it forced. Oh my God, she's a great girl. I really yeah. can't. I'm really digging, blah, blah blah. She's leaving. Okay, rest of the up
1: wow. never comes up. That's true.
2: Did anyone <gasps> just? Did anyone oh, just hear, did anyone just
1: hear Dave,
4: uh, Robo did yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really?
1: Oh, okay,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. See, see <laughs> well, basically what, what Dave said was that, yeah, it's true. Like, you know, Richie, Richie was disappointed that she was leaving and blah, 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 blah. love interest and the love interest. She left and she was never brought up again. It's true. If, Richie had said something along the lines of well if she was staying I might sign this contract just to be with her but now I kind of don't even have a reason to stay here then it would have like come around full circle it was just such an awkward like okay you're here with this girl all of a sudden she needs to go away so that you can struggle over whether you want to sign the contract and that's that and support Fonzie. And support no Fonzie. longer,
3: she was no longer hey. a plot point. It was about Fonzie and his leather jacket on the and water and his leather jacket on the water. <laughs> and now, Richie's let's, wearing, the hey,
1: booty shorts. Hey, I have, I have one other thing to say. One other thing they yeah. were on the beach in Hollywood or whatever, California. They were all scantily clad, they were all like beautiful women wearing next to nothing. Right? Soon as they get back to Milwaukee. They're back to being dressed like housewives. Where's it? Yes. I
3: I I don't it's know. It's the man. air. Like, it's the uh. It's the air quality in Milwaukee it makes you, yeah. you. Don't understand it because mm-hmm. you're not like a native Milwaukeean, mm-hmm. and you know you don't live with the rules of the Milwaukeean. But that's what happens when you but go like, there.
1: I gotcha. But even Joni yeah. was dressed like a housewife. I'm like, dude, you're a teenage girl. What's what is this? Yeah. She's getting ready for her future. Yeah. True. All right. I guess it was it was the Thank- '60s. By the way, whoever yeah. said it was whoever said it was the fifties. This episode takes place in the sixties, so like some sometime in the early sixties. Wow. Yeah, so you know. You
3: know, it's interesting. I wondered about that. Is it really a 50s yeah. show or a 60s show? I didn't realize that. I it think was the it's sixties.
1: I think it starts in nineteen fifty eight. Like the first couple of seasons are the fifties, and then it's and then it gets into the sixties after that. Oh, Cause okay. Because I, I remember there was one one early episode that um, they they went to go see Psycho in the movie theater. And that movie came out in nineteen sixty, so you know that's that's what clued me in.
3: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. Um, I have a thing I wrote down that says happy days jump to shark concerns. Can I read it to you guys?
3: Please. Please.
4: Okay. (laughs)
0: So
4: first one is (laughs) fun. Fonzie is wearing a leather jacket. That's the first concern I wrote. Next one is Richie's dad doesn't give his mom money. She has to find his wallet. Like, that's weird. Number three, Richie's dad lets in quotation her uh you know, buy dress where we talked about for a lamp. Uh, as a reward, and Chachi has the chutzpah to be like hitting on Rosa and then later Joni, which mm-hmm. is not only weird because he's five, but because he-, <laughs> <laughs> he is also collecting like multiple womanizing phone numbers for someone else later, someone else. which is really weird. Also, whereas Weezer. Also, how is anyone really sure that the shark is staying in the small containment? I was uh, going to make that, that comment myself. I was wondering. Distinction of Fonzie not getting his dick bitten off by Jaws. His dick Incidentally, off. Jaws is my real life initials.
1: Wait a second, Jennifer
4: though. Jennifer Ann Yes.
1: Wait a second, though, because um, I don't want to forget this. I was thinking this. Yeah. And I haven't said it. I can't believe I haven't said it up until this point. Right. This episode takes place in the early 1960s, right? Right. Right. Every time they showed that fucking shark, they made a musical reference to Jaws, which yes. didn't come out until the late 70s. Now, like, you would think that someone, someone would have caught that. But no one did. And so we have a reference to Jaws in a show that takes place in the early 60s. You know what?
3: I'm going to sue them
1: yes. for Steven Spielberg. There you go. For him, because mm-hmm. I feel he deserves it. I I, I agree 100 percent.
4: This is a time warp.
3: So 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 hold on a second. You're all. This is a thing that you guys have thought about mm-hmm. that. Maybe the shark. Why are we saying? I don't understand yeah. this. I feel like this is a conspiracy theory. And John F. Kennedy uh, was not shot by the shark. He no, was shot. He was shot by the, was. <laughs> was, uh, by the
4: shark. JFK Jr. was JFK Jr.
3: was. Okay. So explain to me what you guys said that the shark. How do we know he was in the the little circle? Is that?
1: Yeah. How like he was Why just it
2: stay there? there. He was, was no just under he the circle. Yeah. Where, did they, just, like, where did they get the blue, shark? Buoys floating
4: like in a circle. Well, the, shark and the shark was supposed to be transported to sea land
2: or something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. To like a aquarium
2: thing. Like, yeah, they okay. were holding it there, but yeah, but how they how so did they know that put that shark was floats... gonna hop up and bite Ponzi straight in the sack? <laughs> the sack, and I <laughs> thought it was also awesome how you got the dorsal fin like anytime they show the pot, the, the little floats,
1: yeah, you
2: got the dorsal fin going around. Mm-hmm. The first cut, when they show the dorsal fin going around, you could see the water splashing up from the uh. From the uh, flippers yeah. that the yeah. guy who's obviously underwater holding up the door <laughs> and right. swimming around, you, you see the water shooting oh, up that's from
1: behind. Yeah,
0: we believe you.
1: I wanna, I just, I, 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 wanna bring this around full circle, and and I wanna remind everyone that someone wrote a script that involves Fonzie. Wearing swim swim trunks and a leather jacket and jumping over a shark. And Richie Cunningham agreed to do it for him. And the people who read the script agreed to do this episode. <laughs> this is <laughs>
4: and the people who agreed to podcast this episode are uh, survivors.
1: That we are. We are survivors of, of a shark attack.
4: We, we could have all died with these well, balls and the possible bifurcation of this timeline. And if we did, we we would be feeling that through infinity. Somewhere there's some like, like uh you know, uh, Rich and Mor- Rick and Morty uh episode where they're like bifurcating and sometimes on Ponzi and dick and is balls ripped off by Jaws. And all of a sudden you realize, you know, that could have been us.
1: That could have. In that
4: leather jacket. I feel bad for Henry Link- Winkler, I have to say. Most of all, uh, shout out to Henry Winkler. for Why, uh, why do you I feel bad? That's a possible he was just, scenario. Yes. Do you
3: feel bad because he, you're like... Because he, he was in the episode, in first
4: of all. Because he probably knew it was a stupid move to wear a leather jacket and a beach. Stupid.
3: Henry Winkler was probably going to the producer's. And saying, "You know, this isn't cool, right? This isn't cool. Like, this yeah. is not. This is not. This isn't cool." Like yeah. Henry Winkler, if you've ever seen him interviewed, Henry yeah, Winkler he is genuinely a pretty cool dude.
2: Like, is a yeah. really cool he, he, he,
4: he, he, he cool? No, he knows he knows? I, I have I, a feeling I, the, that's the, why I say it's better.
2: I have a feeling the second half of that conversation was the producer going, "Henry, it's been five seasons." <laughs> <laughs> You've been getting a standard paycheck for the last five years, which you never got before. Just put on the damn jacket. Okay.
1: And, Fonzie, and, and then Hammerwick was like,
3: hey. hey.
1: This <laughs> is this is a true story, though. This is a true story. When hmm. they were reading the script about, like, Fonzie jumping the shark, Donnie Most and uh, Ron Howard we're like, you know, doing a table reading, like, you know, just kind of going over the script. And Donnie Most actually said, What the fuck is this? I don't know if he actually said, What the fuck? <laughs> like, but like but wow. he actually but he actually said they they couldn't write anything better than this. And Ron Howard, I think it was Ron Howard, had to say, look, just do it. We'll get back into a flow. It was like, you know, the, the beginning of the season was they went to Hollywood and it was just this, this stupid, ridiculous story. And by the way, this was not the first episode where Fonzie wore a leather jacket on water skis. Yes, true. He he, he did and, it previously. on the, I'm sorry. What? hope?
4: Oh, no. And he also met Mork once. That was
1: yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, did. I love that. Episode. Or twice. He met, met Mork him twice. twice. And, and
4: Mork wiped his memory on yeah. the second one.
1: Laverne and Shirley were also, uh, yes. they got, they got their start on happy days. Like everyone got their start on happy days, man. Happy days yeah. was the original <laughs> that 70s show. And what
2: I thought was great too, was, uh, the, uh, whatever the California kid, the oh, guy that was, God. nemesis that, yeah. was, that was, that was the bad guy from, uh, animal house.
3: Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Wow. That's funny. I did recognize one of the bikini girls. Uh, there was this blonde-haired girl that was always standing <laughs> next to him and i'm like i've seen i don't know her name but i've seen her on so many shows through the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. whenever they need like a standard, standard. pretty white blonde <laughs> girl you know what i mean i was like hey
1: you <laughs> from that show Ooh. like be one of those you know what i mean they also use Maureen McCormick for that, who is mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know Marsha Brady from the Brady Bunch uh in the original run. Um yeah. So I you guess know, it's funny. We mm-hmm. we
3: make fun of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like we we we've we've done these old comic books and and all right. these things we criticize them for. And the thing I always am comforted in by, because you know, I live in a world of misery and everything sure. sucks, yeah. is that 50 years from now, our grandchildren are going to look back at us. And as much as we're like, hey, this is problematic, but blah, blah, they're going to look at us and go, guys, you guys were fucking white supremacist, sexist scumbags. Oh, you know, no matter how good. How, no matter how Where's good Weezer? We are, that's what's going to Where happen.
4: Where's Weezer? Where's Weezer? Weezer made this Weezer? Whole Weezer? situation better. <laughs> Ooh, 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 like and
1: I it's remember so much
4: better. It's so much better. Goes,
1: the that. guitar I'm sorry, Pope. I'm I, I don't mean to cut you Good. off. It's, was, okay. it's okay. It's okay. They when they did the the guitar riff that goes, the guy mm-hmm. like slammed his head down on the table. It's like <laughs> it's like oh well there's no beating that. There's no one who could play anything better than that. So we're yep. done for.
4: <laughs> Happy days ended on that note. That's actually the best note for that shit to end on. I'm that's glad right. they did. Actually, that's right. Okay, Weezer saved Happy Days. Fuck yeah!
1: Nice,
3: nice. So and... did anybody catch the moment on on a, a with in in the episode? Mm-hmm. Like, remember, um, what's the sisters? Name? Chachi. Joni Chachi was like, "You oh Joni, Joni." I'm Joni, sorry, yeah. the, Joni was like, "Oh." You got to stop fonts. You got to stop. She's like all frantic. And then later, as they're about to go, you see Joni with the guy she met all
1: smiling. She's like, hey, let's watch. I noticed that. (laughs) I noticed that, too. That's hilarious. That's so funny. That's so great. All right. I I wonder if that's like a cut. You know how they recycle scenes? hmm. I
3: wonder if that's like a recycled from a different like from the first the first episode where he Uh, the water ski guy. Mm. And I wonder if they're like reusing the the footage or something.
1: Could be. I'm sorry, Ken, were you saying something?
2: And, you know, one thing that I noticed, too, is one of Fonzie's things that he would do is, you know, when something wasn't working or if he wanted to find a quick way to get around something, you know, he would give it a smart, you know, smart little, you know, wrap with his hand. He would give mm. him like, you know, little forearm, you know, hammer fist punch like that. So like, he want, wants the he wants the jukebox to work. He doesn't want right. to pay any money. He gives a little smack. Starts working. All right. with his magic, so, with his magic power of coolness.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, like Jesus. So, but go ahead, cat. Exactly. So like, so the end of the episode, everybody's left. Fonzie's the last one. He's leaving out of Al's diner. And he's leaving the place. And so to shut the lights out. So he, you know, he, oh, hits, he hits the wall to turn the lights out. The light switch was right above where he, <laughs> he could just flip. And the still on it's the on switch on the work. on position. Right. So it's like it, it was it was totally like it was like, I understand, you know, like uh, whatever the car he's working on doesn't work. So he gives it a smack and it works, you know, again, the, the jukebox. Gives it, it doesn't work. The light switch is right there. Yes. It works.
3: All right, so Ken, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there for you to contemplate. Okay, so I yes. met you now. How old are you now? I'm 52. You're 52. Well, okay, so yeah, you're 52 years old. You, now, you, I've known you as a cool guy since I met you. I was like, this motherfucker's cool. I like him. Right. Thank you. But how wrong, long but thank you. have you occupied not- the cool space? Like how long? Like I wasn't. I I I'm still struggling to find my my coolness. I know I wasn't when I was younger. So if I'm even remotely close to cool, it's only like six months of experience. Like how long do you think you've been in the cool space?
2: See now, ugh, it's such a subjective thing. Because like, when did I think I started becoming cool, or when was I? No, no. Because if you cool? think you're cool, you're not.
3: When when, did, oh, when did you like, like you're like when do other people you go? See, so you're a cool, motherfucker. Um. Mm-hmm. Like me, what I just
4: I'm said gonna there. alleviate all this discomfort and just say that you were always cool. When you were young, you developed into age. a cool ass dude now. So with an epic Thank every you. part of you that's a big cool. I gotta think so it was
2: cool. probably. I gotta think it was probably sometime around in my thirties, like when I stopped trying to want to be cool. When you mm-hmm. stopped caring.
1: Right? Yeah,
2: well, I always so, I always care, but it just I got to the point where I was so old where it's like I can't do this shit anymore. I'm too old. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna refer I'm gonna <laughs> refer to Bane and the Dark Knight where Bane was like, "You went into the darkness. I was born into the darkness." Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between your coolness and Fonzie's coolness. So mm-hmm. Fonz was born into coolness because Italians. Are born into coolness, according like to NBC Television. Right. So that's the difference. If you had been born into coolness, you would know only uncool guys use light switches. That's what this is all about. It's about the <laughs> okay. coolness. Are you are you naturalized coolness or are you immigrant coolness? And immigrant like, coolness. Like many people are yeah, no, I'm immigrant coolness. I'm no, def- I'm naturalized definitely- would be you were born and you were you said you weren't when you were younger, you came in. late. I, no, no, That's I was. Yeah, yeah.
2: I wasn't born into it. I definitely it was. It was something Yeah, your I had to, coolness. Mm. Yes. Yeah, something I had to learn and then unlearn mm. much like right. a Jedi. So
3: as if you what happens when you're born into uh uh naturalized coolness, you know about the light switch things. But when you have to take your test. For your citizenship and coolness as a as a immigrant coolness, that's not on the test. So you don't learn those things. If you were born in coolness, you would have known you don't use the light switch, because that's that's for that's for uh non-cool people. Uh,
0: no, I was if definitely you don't mind
3: my
4: saying cool. so, it would be for non-cool people to be instead you if you're gonna j- turn a light switch off, you better be headbutting that shit. That that's for the not ass. cool to punch. You're no. a little Bitch of <laughs>
3: Fonty. <laughs> what you're what you're talking about? when you're talking about I'm talking about real coolness. I'm
4: quite, I'm That's not savage coolness, coolness, which is still a little different. What you're
3: is, talking about. See, see what you're talking about is different. Fonz is naturalized coolness.
1: What you're talking right. about is dictator of dictator coolness. What? Now I, I, have I have a question. I have a question about that about that light switch thing. Like you know, like you like you were saying, he's he hit the wall. The lights went off. The light switch is right there. Now, what happens when Al comes back in the next morning and he's like, the lights aren't working? How do no, I light get the switch lights switch is fried. right now? Yeah, you can't, like, funnel, you can't <laughs>
0: funnel
3: that much cool energy <laughs> through the electrical system and expect that the
2: light switch is going to work. There was probably a okay. power outage two blocks away. Yeah. He's like, bam. My guess, is, yeah. my guess is he came in the next day and because of what Fonzie did, he... You know, sort of miswired or crosswired it. <laughs> Al turns it on to make it work. Starts a fire. End I of want, Al's diner.
1: I want to see. thank like, cool. I, I want to see like <laughs> like what happens off camera. He's like, "Listen, do me a favor, please. You keep frying my circuits. Just use the light switch. Hey, that ain't cool?" <laughs> hey. By the way, oh, I nice want to nice remind
3: time. everybody, this is a guy whose <laughs> office is in a bathroom at Al's Diner.
4: <laughs> so <good>. Wow. Hey, <laughs> Like, nice. You're a urinal. Me,
1: tell me something. After he smashed the wall and the lights went off, right? And he's about to go out. And then he sees the picture of himself. <laughs> he's like, oh, the great Fonzie, whatever. And he rips it off the wall. And it looks like he's about to smash it over his leg. And then he stops. Is that because he's like, I feel secure enough in myself to know that I can destroy this picture. And then he's like, nah, not yet. Like, is that a good thing that he didn't destroy it? Or should he have destroyed it?
4: It's foreshadowing, I think. I think mm-hmm. he's trying to tell you that he wants to leave that town or something.
0: Yeah. But, but he you took know, it away, he's.
4: Right. He was going to destroy it and then take himself with him. Yeah. And then he just decided, hey, maybe I'll take a little bit of my time. Hey, i wearing leather jackets at the fucking beach. Like, hey, stuff like the sweet girls, it's numbers in his town ruining in my eyes. Hey, nice. what the fuck?
2: These high
3: school girls' phone numbers.
1: And then very shortly after that, he was in a movie with Michael Keaton where he played the exact opposite of Arthur Fonzarelli. What was that? It was Michael Keaton and Shelley Long. I forget the name of the movie, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, he was still doing happy days, but he played a character who was like basically a complete wimp. Really? Yeah. No one remembers this? Mm,
4: Michael Keaton
1: was a wimp? No, 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 no. Henry Winkler. Played a wind. Oh,
4: Henry Winkler was the with yeah. Shelly Duvall and Michael. No, no, no. Shelly Shelly
1: Long. Oh, Shelly no. Long. Shelly Long played like a prostitute. Uh Michael Keaton was just like some weird like worker that he got matched up with, I guess. I'm gonna find uh, this out. Oh, du- I know
2: exactly what you Night Shift.
1: Night Shift. That's the one. Yes. You know it's that funny. was yeah, that I was remember where- the movie, but I don't remember the movie. Ah yes. Yep. No, that was the one where basically uh
2: uh Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton want to uh they start like a like a a call girl uh service. Mm. Oh, that's Michael Keaton with the fucking tape
3: recorder. He's like I'm an idea yes. guy. I'm an yeah. idea guy. Yeah. I'm an idea I, guy. Oh yeah. God. God. <laughs> that's
2: like when He's everybody like, learned what a loser really is. Right. And yes. he writes that he says, so so prostitution, what is it? Let's write it out. He's like prostitution. So pro ah, yes. pro 4 four. Prostitution. Uh, 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 pros. Pros. You know, pros. You guys are pros. uh, uh <laughs> yes. tit. Well, yeah. You know. Tit. It, yes. uh, two. You know, because there's two of them. You know, because two. And then shun. Shun to say no. Get away. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> you know. All so, right. So, yeah.
1: Prostitution. <laughs> hey, prostitution. All right. Well, that, that, was... that. I'm sorry.
4: What Chachi wished Rosa was.
3: Mm, a <laughs> prostitute. I couldn't believe no, it. I, I'm pretty sure Chachi wants it for free. <laughs>
4: mm. I need to write another episode of Happy Days into uh, some. I want. I want to, stage I'm, thing. I do. I'm sorry, Hope.
1: Amazing. I want what? to. I said I'm sorry, Hope. I didn't mean oh, to. It's okay. I keep talking over you. I, I I don't intend to. Um, but yes, I'd like to rewrite Happy Days. The entire series takes place. In the early 50s or the early 60s, but like by today's standards. I what do you mean, historic it. standards of historical accuracy of no, what no, no, the 50s no. really were like? Like, like, like mm-hmm. takes place in the early 60s, but with today's values and morals of like, you know, oh. like, like, like the way what cool is. So it's you know, like
4: suddenly everybody gets a clue and you're not right. allowed
1: to like, you know, treat each other like garbage. Exactly. Like like and
4: lord it over each other on power trips. And, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Marion doesn't cook.
4: Creepy. And <laughs> and
3: in this case, Howard Cunningham is looking at, at 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 what the fuck is his name? The kid. Richie? Got you. Thank you. Richie. Howard says, "Richie, Funny. take the fucking movie contract, because if you want to go to college and get a degree in journalism to be a writer, you're going to need money. So take money. a fucking co- movie contract, because I'm not paying for your college.
4: Uh, They go and say uh, Richard, when it's the father. He's always saying Richard. Uh, but Richard? Also, yes, he always said the whole name, uh, as far as I remember. But also, he uh, He didn't really actually try to guide Richie that much, uh, I felt, which was nice to see. I think someone mentioned something lightly on this earlier, but I really did like that myself that they said, you know, let's give this kid his own mind on it. Let's actually let him steer his life. That was a very... For the shittiest episode ever made, it was actually a really beautiful inclusion mm-hmm. on their part to, uh, to offer a choice to this young man to say that this is your life. It's beautiful and we want you to live it the way you choose.
3: Well, so I, no, it's, you. It, I, I I kind of agree because one of the things I thought about when I see these kind of episodes uh, of different shows where the parents dictating things, I I always think of my mom because my mom, I'm very close to my mother my mother's 81. I remember my mother always told me when she was younger she was in the uh, University of Havana. this is before the uh, the, the regime right the, the Castro regime. So she was a student there going to college going to college. My mother wanted to go to school for either psychology or psychiatry. That's what she wanted to do and her parents made her go to college for business. Ooh. None of it mattered. Because the dictatorship came, they shut down the University of Havana. They, they, you know, sent a lot of my family members to the firing squad. A lot, a lot, a lot of people died. Uh, And then they fled the country and came here. So it didn't make a difference oh at gosh. the end of the day. But I can imagine, like, can you imagine having to go to college? You know how much work school can be, having to stick mm-hmm. your head into shit that you couldn't give a fucking less about, and you're oh, forced yeah. into it. Oh, That's yeah. rough. Yeah. So,
4: and we have to work during it. That's fucking awful.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 when I see these kind of things where it's the parents letting the kid make his mind up, blah, 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 I always think of my mom because my mother had that choice. And I love my grandparents. I was very close to them, but it was the times, you know, mm-hmm. but it was, it was hard. And I, and I empathize for my mother who had that choice taken away from her,
1: mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah also hope I, I'm gonna you say for the worst episode ever made that was a really beautiful moment at the end they when they made it they weren't thinking what can we add to the worst episode ever made to to sort of um, redeem it they were just sort of like what can we put in this episode this sounds good so yeah but it, know, it
4: just it just happened to be a right message I yeah. really I, I, I thought it was so interesting that it made its way there I guess is what I'm saying Mm-hmm. To see to see this load of crap, Henry, Henry Winkler's nutsack flying circus over a fucking teepee grave, oh, like God. in one bifurcation of time that has ever possibly I'm So sorry, Henry Winkler, <laughs> <this> poor <laughs> nuts in some Rick and Morty lens. And I Rick keep and Morty about land. It. Anyway, all uh, right.
1: <laughs> Let's. That's
4: a lot. To let's put in that.
1: So then, let's unload, and let's just go oh. over how many sharks up Hitler's ass. Do you oh, come on? Shark. No. All right, hold on, hold on. Before we start, wow.
3: before we start what? scoring, oh, before wow. we start with scoring with sharks up Hitler's ass, um, <laughs> fucking. Oh. You know, I, yeah, I'm going to stop myself, but I almost said, I yeah. almost said, poor Hitler. And then I realized what that meant. I was like, I'm not saying that. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing. So before we get into rating and, and sharks up Hitler's ass, one thing I will say, and, and that I thought was a cool thing, um, and, and one of the reasons why you like Richie's one of the most very popular beloved characters, Richie mm-hmm. Cunningham, because he's got this opportunity He's a horny, young, just out of teenage guy. He could be a movie star. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because I was like, everybody's like, we always, you know, the father was like, oh, we raised you to go to college, Richard, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I'm like, this fucking guy is going to walk away from an opportunity that can make set him up for life, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't go great. It's five years. It's a five-year contract. You're 18, 17. Who gives a shit, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't. And then I remembered because, and they went into it because it was, well, I didn't remember they said it, that this guy always wanted to be a writer. It's not, he wasn't, he didn't choose to pass on the deal because I'm supposed to go to college. It was actually because he knew this is what I love doing. This is what I'm good at doing. This is what I should be doing. And got to be honest with you. And I, I remember when I rewatched the episode, I forgot it from when I watched it originally. Mm-hmm. When I rewatched the episode, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. All of a sudden it, it like it pivoted for me that it wasn't about just doing what you're told. Richie was doing what was best for himself nice. or at least he thought was. And and that really stuck out for me that he chose to do that because it's what I want to do. That's my real dream. I thought that was a really cool moment in the show.
1: And uh, to add to that, it was like uh, his dad kind of like guided him to that realization. Richie had the realization. And then Fonzie gave him the realization again. He said, you got to be happy with what you do, because whatever it is that you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing it for a long time. And he's like, right. no. At-
3: yeah. Yeah. Right, and that's why everybody who's 16, 17 years old needs a 32-year-old back. Yes, <laughs> that kind of advice.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so on that positive note, how many sharks up Hitler's ass do you give this? I'm going to start with Hope. Hope, how many sharks up Hitler's ass do you give this?
4: I mean... <laughs> It's so easy to answer, no one else can answer anything else. <laughs> um, if you're being real, it gets all of the sharks <laughs> of
0: Hitler's
4: <laughs> ass ever,
0: forever
4: uh, in boy. any infinite possible uh assessment of the amount of sharks that could ever or will ever be possible wow. or impossible.
1: I saw a lot of sharks, a lot of sharks, a lot of sharks. <laughs> He's the guy. I got in Himmel. All right.
4: I, that's about us. Is us. Whatever is the maximum ever is that answer. <laughs> and I'm that's, sure you will agree. Okay. That's very high. That's very high.
1: That is. It's too, all right. Um. See, it's mostly I,
4: it's mostly because Hitler deserves it. Right. But also because the episode really does ultimately suck mostly. Yes. Um, it's super uncomfortable in a lot of places, not warm and fuzzy places. And mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, it's no offense. Even if I was around that time, I would still be like, what the flying fuck is That's going episode. on here? I wish so- the flying nun was actually going on there instead. Like, <laughs> and that was also weird. But like, I can't the- tell which is weirder, honestly, right now.
1: Which is weird. The, the reason that I give these kinds of ratings, like sharks up Hitler's asshole to rate this episode of happy days is because it doesn't really matter what the rating that you give it is. We just, Oh yeah. I fucking hate this episode and I want all of the infinite sharks up Hitler's asshole at the same time. And I want them to have like, like inside out teeth. So, all right. Um, okay. So Dave sharks up Hitler's asshole. Is the scale still eight to eight? No, it's
4: forever infinite how, times. How, everything. Yeah,
1: how many sharks do you want in Hitler's asshole?
4: <laughs> I just gave the most possible rating you can say. Most possible I rating. would
3: say, I would say my rating, if if the scale is one to infinite, mathematically, I would want to be middle. So it be one. It would be 0. 0.5 times infinity. That's. will so be that's half fifty percent. So yeah, it's not really 50% great. of infinity. It's half infinite, which is quite a bit. It's quite All a bit. So, okay. and, and the reason for that is like, yes, oh my God, it's Fonzie. It's, this is the problem that a lot of these family sitcoms have when they get the one funny character and they build a whole show around him. And that's what they did with the Fonz. Because the, the Happy Days was kind of, a, it's everything was the Fonz. He was the most memorable. Everybody talked about the Fonz. Um, so there was... There was a lot of it that was so stupid, so corny, so hokey. But what I liked about it is I there, the thing I, I there was something I liked about it. And what I liked about it was it was kind of a reminder why people were like, gee, I wish, you know, the Cunninghams were my parents. Mm. Right. And why Richie Cunningham was a good character, not because he was always right, but because he always tried to do right. And that's that's the human condition, you know. Nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's you know. But Richie was always trying to do the the right thing, and and I think it showed up in this episode.
1: Nice. Okay. Um, Ken, um, I'm
2: gonna definitely, in in no way, shape, or form, can you disagree that this was an extremely subpar episode. I mean, just from the plot points that go nowhere, the extremely horrible acting, Donnie Most is just at probably his worst in this yeah. than you've ever seen. He's I mean, he's just so he's I mean, he's not even funny. And then just the idea that the, the people either producing or directing, they had no idea what to do with the laugh track. Sometimes <laughs> it's in there. No, uh, they Sometimes didn't. it's not in there. Yeah sometimes it, it, it's like, Oh yeah, no, good. Yeah. Put the laugh track in. And then another guy's like, ah, maybe we don't use the laugh track. And then later, no, no, this is a good place for the laugh track. It just, there, there was nothing was making any sense. And, and just, you know, obviously the whole thing, you know, like Fonzie and the water sports, just so damn stupid. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, and Fonzie out of nowhere can ride water skis and then, and then, which and, is very you know, weird and, for a guy from Milwaukee. Yes, right. And yes. then, and then, mouth and Richie both know how to pilot a speedboat enough to, yeah, safely waterski someone just over the, a shark. All, right yeah, over, over sh- a shark. Just, that. All this crap coming out of nowhere. Yes, um, you know. So, but I don't want to. I'm not going to say. It's like I don't want to say it's the worst, worst, worst thing ever. Just because that point of You know, of, um, you know, uh, the the dad giving, you know, really good Mm -hmm. advice and saying, you know, you know, this is a a decision and we want you to do this, but you seem like you want to do this. And you know what? This has to be your decision and I'll talk to you about it, but I'm going to support you in whatever you do, which was really that was really a big thing. And that's not something that was really kind of the norm of, you know, late 50s, early 60s parenting, supposedly. Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, that was, and then also them encouraging Richie and like you said, Richie wanting to do the right thing in the end saying, I'm going to stay true to the convictions of what I've always wanted to do. And I'm not going to fall for the bright lights and the stardom. I'm going to move ahead with what I've always wanted to do and stay true to myself. Hmm. That was also a great thing. Um, but I mean, that being, you know, being said, there is a reason why they call it jumping the shark. And this was you know, that type of situation. So I, I want to keep it from the eight to 88 because going into infinity, that kind of makes a rating meaningless, which I understand, John. Right, it is obviously,
1: yes. Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm, I'm probably gonna I'm sorry, but Hitler just deserves it. That's... Uh, <laughs> he
1: really just about. deserves... Regardless <laughs> you know, of happy days, Hitler deserves sharks up the I, ass. That's it. I mean, if if, totally if, it's, it's, if it's,
2: it's just a, is, a matter... I think this should be... um. Season five, episode three of Happy Days: amount of sharks going up Hitler's ass. <laughs> That's still a lot. Of All right. Okay. Because yeah, he sure. definitely deserved it. <laughs> I love this legend. All right. <laughs> I love
1: this legend. Let me let me kind of organize my thoughts on this. Now, there was one. I I. This episode was, what, 24 minutes? And there were so many things wrong with it. Like, other than the scene at the end where it's like, okay, yeah, that's that's how you can wrap up the episode. The three-part story, you know, do what makes you happy, don't do what you think you should do, blah, blah, blah. Um, When Fonzie was going to jump the shark and Marion, like, Marion is depicted as incredibly stupid. In this scene, she goes, but isn't that dangerous? And Howard goes, of course it's dangerous. Marion goes, well, do something. And he goes, what do you want me to do? Talk to the shark? And she goes, oh, Howard, could you? I'm like, okay, come on, man. She's not that stupid. She's not that stupid of a person. The is- worst. Yeah. So, I mean, that line alone, I'm like, I didn't like it. First of all, and like you were saying, Ken, there was no laugh track when she said, "Oh, Howard, could you?" They just they just let it go to the next. I'm like, that was just awkward. So, um, yeah, too many things wrong with this episode. That it's like it's fun to pick on, it's fun to make fun of it, right? But in all seriousness, this was a really bad episode. It was very poorly put together. It was poorly written. It was the beginning of season five, which was like, holy shit, man, really? You're starting the season off with this? Um, And then, of course, there's Ponzi water skiing with a leather jacket on, which just, that's the image that is imprinted on in everyone's mind. When you think jump the shark, that's what you think of. <laughs> and And so I'm going to give this Eighty-two million and seventeen sharks up Hitler's ass, because yeah. because wow. you know you know what man, if we can find that many sharks, I'd be I'd be happy. Oh right. wow, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: that's a very specific number. It's <laughs> right. such a large
1: scale, right? Exactly. Oh, it is. It is the. It is the shark attack of the of the century. So, it's so I'm the curious. First NATO of ratings. Yes. Wow.
4: Straight up Hitler's ass. That's fucking beautiful, man. Mm. You should be proud of yourself.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. putting sharks
4: up Hitler's asses together. We're one fucking <laughs> brave bunch. <laughs> fucking shouting this shit through timelines where maybe there's like weird time bandit overlords who could try to steal our souls for saying shit like that someday. Whoa, we're brave as fuck.
3: Moment, moment for the moment for the time bandits. Ah, yeah, moment for the time bandits. Thanks for bringing was that the one up.
4: Shit. I love that shit. That's that a, a good, good one. Shit. That's a good yeah. one.
3: So I, I got a question for the for the for the council here. OK. Uh, the council of Elrond. Um, when you watch these shows, mm-hmm. I always find this interesting. They're supposed to be comedies. How often do you actually laugh? Uh,
1: OK, so. Uh, oh, uh, I'm uh, just going to say that I laugh very, very freely so I feel like I'm not a good person to ask that, but Hope, what were you going to say?
4: Well, I don't actually, this is like one of two things that I've watched of my own volition in the last 13 years. Cause I don't watch TV or movies at all. I just did it for this podcast because mm-hmm. like, I love torturing myself, I guess.
0: Right. So <laughs> <laughs>
4: So uh, you know, I and I and I definitely love torturing Hitler. That's like a reason to come back every time.
1: Why we come back? So right?
4: that's pretty much why I keep doing this because I'm keeping hoping that we'll be shoving shit up Hitler's ass, which I felt like putting Santa's uh, ass full of stuff was a little rude. He, you know, mm. who knows if he likes that or not? You know, we didn't
0: ask him.
4: Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're only putting stuff up people's asses not consensually when they like. You know the mean things you know
1: right <laughs> anyway
4: okay. yeah that's why i come back to this but uh yeah um we're brave motherfuckers
1: hey there you go yeah. um so how about we do some plugs ken okay
2: so you guys can find me on facebook at ken radner r-a-d-n-e-r you can also find me on Twitter at KenData2023. And then if you enjoy the listening to my dulcet tones of voice, you can find me on the uh, Star Trek The Undiscovered podcast, which is a podcast with I do with a group of friends. Uh, John's been an on and off guest again, and uh, I hope to see a bunch of other people on there. We begin recording our second season, the end of January, and we will begin our second season in broadcast in early February. So I hope you guys all give it a listen. We're on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts as well. Nice.
1: All right. Uh, Dave? So
3: uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Dave Aguilar. Uh, that's Dave and the last name is A-G-U-I-L-A-R. Um, you can find me on Instagram where I am at basically just Dave. It's not a description. That is the name, basically just Dave. And then uh, one of my other side projects, I do a little bit of writing uh, for fun and for dealing with my depression, mm-hmm. uh, and which is largely uh, the bulk of my personality. And you could write that stuff up on uh, Aries desk dot blogspot.com that's e-y-r-i-e-s desk aries desk dot so come down and uh take a look and get depressed with me mm, okay
1: um hope
4: that's uh one of the last known surviving members of a thing called Secret Ion, a.k.a. High On, a.k.a. I'm high on life. What are you, High On, Magic Ion? Oh, you're the drummer of that band, aren't you, John Seymour? That's me. Yeah. That's Yay. <laughs> and uh, then we go to Safe Sonic Spaces, a place just for you and you and you and you to create and uphold Safe Sonic Spaces with your friends. You go to music venues and you're finding there's some unsafe behavior. You either tell a friend or you tell security and your friend will help take you to security to help you with whatever situation needs your attention. If it is a safety situation, uh, we're going to teach this to the community so people will speak up and stand up for themselves and not be employing people who are acting of a certain nature or doing co-banding with them on play dates out and endangering their friends with wrong acting persons, yeah. B and C. Uh, and then I'm doing some writing for a band and another band, Tides of Atlantis, and an electronic experimental band with a bunch of to be strangers, not to be uh, strangers for long. And yeah. Uh, and I'm also creating art under the name liquid imagination, uh, professional portraits, murals, logos, various designs, scene and stage, costume, theatrical makeup, and a whole bunch more. Brought to you by this, Hope Woodison. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Okay. And for me? John Seymour, J-O-N space S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. That's me on Facebook. I am looking at the camera with a goofy smile, doing a finger gun. Very dangerous, as you say, Hope. Um, That's me on Facebook. Here's Second my...
3: Amendment! Second Amendment! There it Second... is. He can do what he wants! <laughs>
1: the right, the right <laughs> to bear arms. Okay, oh!
0: so, oh, anyway. Um,
1: anyway. So yeah, I have this podcast, Bullshit Hour with John Seymour. This is a subsidiary. John's Bullshit Hour with John Seymour presents this podcast is Lamb Chops, because that's the way I do it. Um, I have another podcast called The Hour of Comics Is Upon Us. Everyone on this panel has been on that show, which means you have to listen to that show. Right? So yeah, you do. Yeah. Um Ken... If
4: you don't listen to it, you're not living your full life
1: right Ken was on Ken was on the episode with this exact panel as a matter of fact. so that was fun. and yes yeah. the best all right and it was the best. But even other than those episodes, it's a lot of fun to listen to because we get opinions and stuff about comic books and we don't always hate them. So that's that's the uh the thing that you want to look out for and uh. Mad Tea Party. Now, this is way into the future. Mad Tea Party is playing the Orange Lantern in Paramus, New Jersey on February 17th. Now, bro. Like you're going to
3: the OL? What? Dude, uh, I haven't been to the OL in like 20 years. That's well, awesome.
1: Well, that means, Dave, that you are also going to the OL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. my backyard, bro. February uh. 17th. Don't <laughs> miss it. Mad Tea Party. All right. And uh that'll be that for now. So I'd like to say good night Ken good night Dave a good night hope thank you all for participating good night everyone and we will see you next time <laughs> Doch das Messer sieht man nicht. An dem schönen blauen Sonntag liegt ein toter Mann am Trend. Und ein Mensch geht um die den man Maggie Messer nennt.